Welcome to the Theology for You podcast, where we believe that a right understanding of God's word is for your good and God's glory. God's glory. My name is Joey Brendel. This is John Anderson and Ben Wilson. And today, this very first episode of Theology for You 2.0, Theology for You 2000, mm, the reboot, the reboot, whatever you want to call it, the 2020 edition. Uh oh. Yeah. We are talking about the origin story. How did we get here? How did theology for you start? And for that, it didn't start with me or John. It started with Ben. So Ben, tell us, how did theology for you come about? Because like we just started, this is not the first time. This is the reboot, the 2.0, the 2020. So where did theology for you begin? In a traffic jam, believe it or not. Like all good things. (laughs) Heading to where John used to live, heading to Chattanooga, where you went to school. Um, Tennessee. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas a friend that I have lives there, he calls it Chattavegas. Wow. Chattavegas. That's cool. Blaine, if you're listening. Some people will say Chattaboogie. 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 Yeah. Really? Interesting. Wow. We learned something new. (laughs) There you go. Uh, But seriously, it started in a traffic jam on the way to go see my uncle who lives outside of Chattanooga and... Um, I had been talking with Victoria, my wife, about different outlets to to teach and to get a God-centered theological message out. And Victoria is very uh, marketing, internet savvy, uh, which shows that I am not, by the way, I just described that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think she kind of suggested a, a podcast because back in 2015... So five years ago, wow! Um, podcasts were beginning to gain traction and become more popular, and um, so we did it. Uh, we started it, and uh, we did it together originally, both me and her on the podcast, because I am not that entertaining, um, <laughs> nor that good of a speaker. So I knew I needed um, some emotion, some heat, if you will. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's kind of where. Uh, how it started just a conversation and because my original idea was to write a um four volume systematic theology uh very short volumes we're not thinking like herman bovink tomes here um but uh actually two college students who were going to record a video for us um and they did record a video for us uh, I think they were the ones that kind of pitched potentially doing the podcast as well. Cause even though Victoria said it, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. I still kind of like the book idea, um, obviously, but, um, so do you, do you still have interest in the book idea? Maybe uh, one day, maybe one day we'll see how maybe this goes first. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we started and here we are five years later. And the reason well, it's, it's fitting yeah. then that we restart the reboot officially yeah. with a, that this will be the first thing that we, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you bring Together. the heat this time. Yes. I guess I'm bringing the heat. You. Yes. What's the, what's the joke, the phrase, something, I don't know. Three strikes you're out. That's not what I was uh, going for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So that's kind of the origin. I did it for about a year, I think originally. And um, more kids came because mm. when I first started, Carson was one. Your first? Carson, our firstborn, she was one. 
Um, and there's actually one episode. I can't remember which one. It's still on Podbean. But uh, Victoria, come to find out, was actually in labor with Nora while we were recording. She was like wow. talking <laughs> through tra- uh, transactions, contractions. Wow. Um, <laughs> but I was, you know, being the great husband I am, I was like, ah, it's probably just uh, it's right. nothing. You're not going to have a baby okay. today, you know. So, uh, but Nora, our second born, when she came, life got a little more hectic. So we just kind of took a very long break, tried to reboot it with another friend um, here locally. But uh, he also has now four kids. We're kind of on the same trajectory. Um, we just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Then in comes one Joey Brindle. Um, through various things, and you had a passion mm-hmm. to do video, mm-hmm. which I had uh, little to no desire to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have begun to see the value um, of video, especially mm-hmm. for where we are at now here in 2020. The rise, YouTube, I mean, just continually uh, grows. Um, so that's. Uh, that's more of the how, not necessarily the why, mm-hmm. um, but that's a quick synopsis of where we've been and where we are right now. Yeah, that's mm. good. I I remember the first time that I met you was uh, at your house at your dinner table, and I remember just talking and being like, man, I think I like this guy. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Seeing just where everything... <laughs> Where our conversation went was very, I remember we talked about like the role of discipleship and evangelism. I'm mm-hmm. almost positive, yeah. maybe not evangelism, but I do remember discipleship. Mm-hmm. And at that time, when we got connected through another church member of here at mm-hmm. Grace Community Church yep. in Berea, um, where was I going with that? I don't know. But well, at that time, I had already had this desire for I didn't call it theology for you, but I'd had this desire for years to be able to start creating short, specifically videos, like you mentioned, uh, to help people grow in their faith. Because as I was growing in my faith, I, at that time, I wasn't in a solid church and I was looking online, going to Ligonier or Desiring God or the Gospel Coalition. Those were kind of the three places yeah. that I would search online to get my questions answered. Because unfortunately, at that time, I didn't have a pastor that I could reach out to be like, Hey, what does this mean in John when they're talking about this or first John or first Peter, any of these questions that, you know, as you're reading the Bible, you'll have questions that pop up or trying to understand or go to what is baptism uh, or Trinity. We are Baptist. That's right. (laughs) Or just any concept and just trying to be able to break those down. And so it kind of meshes with your concept for the book, which is the systematic theology would be breaking down individual concepts so that people could grow in their faith and have answers. Mm-hmm. Cause I couldn't, I never could find a central hub where I could have all my questions answered to help, uh, help me grow in my faith that I could consistent re, re, consistently rely on. I would mm-hmm. always have to like dig deep in different websites and be like, finally, mm-hmm. I'm able to find something about, yeah. you know, end times theology or something, yeah. you know, just being able to yeah. understand those things. And yep. even still, it was like, I don't know exactly what's <laughs> going on here. And so yeah. it's, I mean, it'd been up until that point that I met you, it probably had been three or four years that this desire had been in me to be able to, you know, as they talk about business or whatever, when you see a a need or something that you want, but you don't have just, you know, 
produce that. And so that was yeah. my desire was mm-hmm. like, well, I, I didn't get this, but maybe I can be a resource for others to help them grow in their faith because to grow in your, your knowledge of the Lord, like that's vital and that's important. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so that kind of, I guess, brings me to where I am. And then John, here you are. <laughs> On uh, the uh, the uh, third wheel in this theology for you tricycle. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. Necessarily I've been doing that one for a while. Yeah. But, without, but without the third wheel, the tricycle falls. Don't Ooh. Think about it. I think that was a John Piper man. Quote. No, was it? Or just a Ben Wilson. Quote? I I just came up with that. Yeah, it's like everybody just attributes everything That's to it was, was Piper. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, was Piper. Piper probably. Maybe, maybe. Want tricycles all the time. <laughs> yeah. It has a whole sermon series on it. <laughs> It's his favorite way to exercise, right? Try something. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I can actually picture him for some reason just having a big old tricycle and going around the city. Anyways. Oh, uh, so <laughs> I actually good. have somewhat of a similar story to you, I think. Not, yeah. the, not the video kind of route desires. Just record it. Just record it. Record <laughs> everything. 2020. Uh, as a young Christian in college, few years ago now a few a few a couple <laughs> you know i was amazed i think when i first came to know christ like amazed at the fact that wow god has given us himself and what's true about how to come to know him and about life about evil good how to live all these things in his word mm, that mm-hmm. god has not scattered all these crazy wisdom nuggets throughout the world. We have to go on some mountainous journey mm. to find some guru on a mountain or something to find what's what's the meaning of life. Like God yeah. has revealed it to us and is meant for us to transfer that and tell people about Christ ourselves. Yeah. We know him. And so I was just fascinated by that concept that, wow, God has truly revealed himself. His word is sufficient um, to instruct us, to change us. He does that through his spirit as he uses the word of God. And so like you, though, I would have questions, um, and I knew the Bible had answers, but as a young Bible student, you're you're limited sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's a process of growth and sanctification, um, but there was just this underlying sense that at least some of the time, the church, like evangelicalism, it seemed like there was this sort of dedication to, like, minimalism, mm-hmm. maybe, in the Christian worldview. Um and- explain that a little more like hey let's just always 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 just focus on the gospel we don't need to answer all these secondary questions um it's mere christianity keep keep things simple yeah yeah mere mere christianity yeah and so i mean and that is our central we never lose the gospel Mm -hmm. um and we that's the hill that we die on uh we serve christ we don't serve intellectualism or anything like that Mm -hmm. but We've talked before, Ben, about the whole counsel of God, like seeking to know uh, the whole scriptures and and teach the whole wisdom of God so that we don't uh, become imbalanced or not not follow God um, in different Mm -hmm. ways. And so there was just this nagging sense that, man, there's just a hole that needs to be filled in some ways. And there are some great resources out there. Oh, yeah. Christian history has such an amazing tradition um, of thinking through so many issues um, and things have been answered in the, in the past, I think. Yep. And that has been lost uh, in the last couple centuries. Um, but that was where I came in. Just, I think what, what was going on with theology for you um, is we're, we're trying to apply the Bible 
mm-hmm. uh, to people's lives and help them see that uh, God has given his great word for all these purposes. And so let's be a part of bringing that to people, especially, you know, like young Christians mm-hmm. who really could benefit so well from these rich, wonderful truths about who God is and who he is toward us. Um that we can communicate that through video is really important. Mm-hmm. So for young Christians, not to have to scan thousands and thousands of web pages just to finally yeah. find something because their pastor, maybe they just don't know their pastor or, you know, he doesn't want to answer something or whatever, you know, just mm-hmm. many different things. Pastors aren't trying to hide answers or anything, but yeah, I'd say that that's a big one for me. Um, yeah. And I think even with that, just being clear, like from the start, like to be a, a resource to, I think when we first started talking about this a year or so ago, we said that we want to come alongside as a true like parachurch, like to, we don't want to supplant to overcome. We're not a church. We're not, we shouldn't be the only place that if you're a Christian, like you shouldn't be coming to us. You should be going to your church. The the resources we provide should be a help Mm -hmm. to come alongside Uh, what what is going on in the in the church, and we'll get into yeah. that in more details when we discuss about yeah. the importance of the church. And yeah, but so we're also so structured that way. Like we're technically a ministry of our church. Yeah, like we don't operate outside of the confines of our local church. We report to those elders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of tell us direction and you know things like that. So even this is meant to help our local church, Mm -hmm. but not to supplant, you know, the Sunday sermon or anything else we may do, but to, to to come alongside, um, and support, support. There you go. So Ben, you said, uh, your description was a little bit of the how, Mm -hmm. maybe you have some thoughts on a little bit more of the why is it in terms of, uh, why you really wanted to, yeah. like, what was the underlying desire for you to create the book and then obviously start the podcast? Why, why, what, what use, what purpose in you? Well, originally it was because, um, reading John frame, he defines theology as the application of the Bible to every area of life. And, Having gone through, because I graduated from Bible college the summer that we launched initially. So kind of having gone through Bible college and kind of getting a taste, I I very much appreciate my education, but a lot of it was, you know, up here and sometimes it didn't get down here. In the, what's the analogy? The clouds. In the clouds. It wasn't on the ground. On the ground. And I think a lot of people... I've still got these answers. I need to pull them up somewhere. I I had asked. I just asked on Questbook, uh, Facebook, Questbook, Questbook. Oh, we should start that. That's, that's our next venture. Questbook. Um, just asked on Facebook. What comes to mind when someone says the word theology? Mm. And uh, most of them were what you would typically think stuffy. Yeah. Yeah. For professors, um, not a big deal. You know, things of that nature. So the initial drive was to explain a theological concept or take it a different route, such as we did this thing I, uh, called Google Probs, and I found like the most searched uh, religious questions, I guess, if you will, on mm-hmm. Google, and then we answered them with theology. That's awesome. Um, 
but wanted to explain it clearly from Scripture, the theological subject, and then sh- apply it mm. and show how it is relevant. It was mm-hmm. relevant. We don't have to make it relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. But initially, that's that's where it was. Over the past five years, from working with you guys and just what we're doing here at the church, that focus has been sharpened to make sure that we're understanding Scripture mm. so we can draw the theology out of it mm-hmm. and then apply it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a right understanding of the text first so we can understand the theological teaching of the text and therefore we can apply the theological teaching of the text. Similar to what Lloyd-Jones in Preaching and Preaching, preaching and mm-hmm. Preachers, he talks about you, you get, you've you got your text you're going to preach on and you need to draw out that dominant mm. doctrine. Um, so now it's gone from... There's still a theological element, obviously, because Scripture is theological because it's God-centered, but it's become more of a biblical literacy element mm-hmm. of just understanding the Bible so that we can do theology and not just read theology. Mm. Yep. Um, anybody can go read Wayne Grudem's Systematic and yep. get a lot out of it, but mm. if you can't understand the text that he's talking about, you're, you're not doing theology, you're just reading about it, mm-hmm. but still making that practical element. You know, I'm reading John Stott's book on preaching right now called Between Two Worlds, and he argues, I think rather convincingly, that from a preaching perspective, if you never apply, you've not preached. Mm. And I think likewise, when we're teaching mm-hmm. in a setting like this or at the church, if we've not applied in some ways, it's just been a transfer, information transfer. It's not yeah. been actually teaching because teaching should change yeah. lives. Which that makes sense too, because Christ, the Great Commission, Matthew 28 says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And so if all things in this world are Christ's, he's mm-hmm. Lord of all, then everything that we do, our job, things here at church, um, things with family, normal life, with relationships, kids, normal life, yeah, relationships, all of those things when done well and, and accurately should be and will be drawn from theological application mm-hmm. in terms of yeah. who is God, what is his character like, what does the Bible say about this, therefore, here is how we then live. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were getting at something really that we've talked about a little bit mm-hmm. in other settings, which is really important. Like when we apply to ourselves, to others, we have to be applying what the Bible says so mm-hmm. drawing out rather yep. than here's what the scripture says, but actually I misinterpreted. So I'm really saying here's what the scripture doesn't say. You should do this. Or just taking mm-hmm. your own idea and being yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh, that's where it says in the Bible. Yeah. That's we're going to learn about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's really, I'm very encouraged that that's been a sharpened uh, reality over the past few years that you're sharpening the understanding. It's like, we're going to really, take this text and get everything we can out of God's word and then apply rather than just, mm-hmm. here's my own idea. Uh, this verse kind of says something about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yep. it's all encouraging stuff. I think it's safe to say for all three of us that the underlying theme for us is an understanding of what does this world need the most? It's Christ. Mm-hmm. 
the the world needs Jesus. And how Absolutely. do we how do we know who God is? How do we know who Jesus is? How do we commune with Him? Have fellowship with Him? Well, He's given us His Word that we might know Him, that we might grow in deeper fellowship with Him, and to grow in deeper fellowship with His church, His body. And so, what does this world need most? An understanding, a right understanding of God's Word. There's so many things that are put out there today that as we have said in the past, we need to hashtag drown them out. Drown them out, yep. There's so, so many, <laughs> just this uh, false teaching or just erroneous teaching like you're talking about, John, that yeah. leads people in the wrong direction. It's, let's see what the Bible says. Oh, we're not actually going to talk about that and go somewhere else or just mm-hmm. bring our own ideas yeah. to the Bible and yeah. being able to teach on things that way or just find things that are going on in the world today and use those as object lessons. Um, those things may be somewhat helpful, but where, where's the real help come from? It's well, understanding from God's word. Even just living for lesser loves, like just living your life to make money or have a good job, or even just living your life to raise a good family or something, those miss the mark. And we're mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. you're saying, what is life about? What do people need most? Christ. Yep. That's because this is Christ's world. This is God's world. We're living in it. And there's a huge problem that we all have, and that problem is our evil, our sin, which resides in our heart and manifests yeah. in our behavior, how we treat our family, how we do our job. And we are accountable to the God who says that he hates sin, right? But, mm-hmm. but he has sent his son Christ to pay for that sin. And so since the world is God's, we're saying that's this is who yes. we need to live for and we're accountable to because everything else we do is we're not hitting the real point of life. We're not hitting yep. the real problem. Um, so helping people see that, yeah. uh, that, that is the primary, that's, that's why we've been created. Yeah. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Like we've, we've talked about a few times, just specifically with you and your desire to do theology for you, to be, you know, humbly step up to the plate and proclaim God's word to, yeah. to be faithful in that regard. Well, I think one thing that we've talked about this before is just we live in our culture in like a sacred secular divide. Mm -hmm. And we've talked in other settings at our church about the enlightenment and cultural trends in the past that has led to, it's a false divide because all things are gods. And so Mm -hmm. there's not the religious and then everything else. It is what is true about God informs everything else in this world. And so for me, at least, seeing that you know when i go to my workplace or when you go to your workplace usually typically the way it is in our culture is there's no sense that god is the point of this business yeah or of this school or whatever there's no sense that he is to be cherished and loved and praised um but you can do that you know in your church kind of stay there mm-hmm. but there's there's no sense that god rules and reigns Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's true, and we can't force people to um, heart change, we know yeah. that. Um, but we can, we can take confidence in God's word, mm-hmm. um, and that's I think what you were asking me about is I think we can just take confidence that this is God's word and it's trustworthy, and God Himself is trustworthy. He's given us Christ, and we don't have to be. We might face some persecution. We might face some. Um, kind of weird looks and people yeah. not liking us, but we can take weirdly, but I think truly 
like we can be humble under God and mm-hmm. then therefore take confidence in his word and who Christ is. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and proclaim him in truth, but also in love in settings that are not simply just in our quote unquote religious circles. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. just seeing the lack of love, I guess, mm-hmm. and reverence for God just in all areas, even yep. in the church in many ways. And yeah, you know, I'm speaking out of a window right now, proclaiming to the world, but also like there's a mirror yeah. right here, like in my own life, mm-hmm. like not mm-hmm. having that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You hit on something really important. I did. You oh. did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. We're off to a great Good. start here. Um, <laughs> we really are. This, this is great. Theology must be Christ-centered because Scripture is Christ-centered. And if we want to know God, Mm -hmm. we must know Christ. You know, you see in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, when we get to verse 14 of chapter 1, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. Well, Mm. who is the Word? Well, it's, it's Christ. And then we see in verse 18, no one has ever seen God, the Father, the only God who is at the Father's side, He, as Christ, has made Him known. Literally, He has exegeted Mm. the Father. Mm -hmm. But then Paul uses different language. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, he says, to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Mm. Then he uses that same language in Colossians 1.15. He is the image of the invisible uh, God. Then in Hebrews, which was not written by Paul, unless you're a Puritan, then you think it was written by Paul. <laughs> um, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. So a little different wording there. But if we are going to know God, we have to know Christ because mm-hmm. he is the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, when we seek to have a right understanding of Scripture, even in the Old Testament, it's going mm-hmm. to have to be filtered through the lens of Christ. Or as John Piper, I've heard him say a lot recently, uh, we're, we're understanding that text from the foundation of the cross of Christ. We're not trying to get to the cross. We're mm. understanding it because of the cross. Mm. So everything has to get back to Christ. So when we're talking about our go-to baptism, well, how does that get back to Christ? Well, it's a picture of our union with Christ. Mm. And if it wasn't for Christ, there'd be no need to be baptized. And there'd be no reason for this um, image, this display of this internal reality that the Holy Spirit has done because of Christ, and he's united us to Christ. So um, that's more so expectation setting. When someone watches a video, you're going to hear a lot about Jesus. Yep. And that's because you hear a lot about Jesus in Scripture. Yeah. And if you don't get to Jesus in Scripture, you've most likely under misunderstood it. Mm. So that's where that right understanding comes in, and that's why and Jesus Biblis, says that exactly. Yeah, just John five, right? Um, you misunderstand the Scriptures because you're looking for this, but it is the Scriptures. Well, mm-hmm. he's referring to the Old Testament. They testify about me. Second Timothy three. You alluded to it earlier. Mm-hmm. All Scripture is inspired, it's breathed out by God. Well, all Scripture there for Paul was the Old Old Testament, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
So Christ will always be central, and he must be central. And that was the Father's design, that Christ would be central. Like yep, God, yep. God ordained that. That's not our idea. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, but, but, but when you say that uh, what does the world need most, Christ. Yeah. And we see it throughout Scripture. So all of our theological study must end with praise to Christ mm-hmm. because of who he is, what he has done, and bringing us to the Father. And that's our prayer for theology for you, that as we communicate these things and find certain truths that we uh, see from Scripture and to help communicate and teach those, that that would help people to get a better understanding, a right understanding of God's Word, that it would point them to Christ, that they would worship God and enjoy Him forever, as the Catechism says. What's the chief end of man? Glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And so that's our prayer that would be the case for us here at, at Theology for You. And that is our origin story. 